Hello, beautiful souls. You are listening to the Empowered Self Podcast, a place where you can come be wildly empowered to live your most radically intentional life. And I'm your host, Linda Alicia. I'll be coming at you weekly with real, honest conversations, step-by-step action plans, and a whole lot of info on mindset, movement, habits, and intuitive eating. Plus, I'll throw in a little bit of sarcasm and sass on the side. So let's dive in as you get ready to be empowered. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Self Podcast. I'm really excited to be coming at you today with an episode all about emotional eating. Now, emotional eating is something that I work really, really closely on with pretty much all of my clients. I think I think it's actually fair to say that probably most people struggle with some form of emotional eating. And that's kind of what I want to talk about just at the beginning of this episode here, just because I think a lot of the time there's so much guilt around the idea of emotional eating and I think that it's something that doesn't necessarily need guilt placed around it and I'm going to tell you exactly why and I'm also going to explain in this episode just an exercise that I get my clients to do when they are you know if someone is really really prone to emotional eating or just if they have kind of the odd emotional eating episode. So I'm going to be, you know, breaking some barriers around emotional eating and just kind of talking about, um, I guess, making it a little bit more normalized while still um, giving really good actionable steps to you on how to maybe start changing that. Um, Before I get into that and start today's episode, though, I do want to put out there that with my podcast, um, I know that most weeks I say that I'm going to be coming out with an episode every week, but going forward, we are going to be doing episodes every other week. I have my group program going on right now, as well as all of my one-on-one clients and you know, to be honest with you, doing a podcast episode is just something I really, really love and I never, ever want to stop it. But I think a more realistic goal for myself is to, you know, come out with one every other week. So that is kind of going forward what you can expect. But otherwise, let's dive right into the topic of emotional eating. So like I said, emotional eating is something that has so much guilt placed around it. And, you know, it's something that people will do and then kind of put themselves into this cycle where, you know, one bad night or one night of like emotional eating turns into, you know, a few day long episode. And a lot of the time that's because of the guilt that we place around it. And, you know, we are all emotional eaters to some degree. I mean, most of us can say that we've gone to food for a reason other than just hunger, right? We've gone to food as, you know, something to make us feel good, something that tastes good. Um, I mean, every time that you have gone for dessert or something like that, it's not necessarily because you're hungry. You're doing it because it tastes good and you enjoy it and things like that. And, you know, that's fine in moderation and there's nothing wrong with that in moderation and I think just the biggest issue is when we start to just place that guilt around it like I said and and get in this mindset of oh my goodness I've ruined everything now I'm gonna starve myself and then you know you end up having this 
kind of binging emotional eating episode then you feel that guilt then you end up starving yourself and then you're so hungry that you kind of go to anything and binge on that usually and then the cycle just continues and continues where if we can learn to separate guilt from food whether it's emotional or or not um we are so much better off if we can just you know remove those two and that's why I always talk about like food isn't good or bad like food is just food um I think the more stress that we put around it the more um we worry about every single thing that goes in our body you know we're not doing ourselves any favors we're we're really just getting ourselves in this mindset of scarcity and this mindset of you know negative thoughts around food and that's not going to help you get to your goal that's not going to really help you get anywhere except continuing on that cycle that I just talked about and you know that's why clients come to me and they've been doing it for years and I've talked to you know I've talked to actually so many clients recently that have just signed on with me and they come from this mindset of you know, I, I feel guilty when I have too many carbs in a day, Linda. I feel guilty when I have chips and salsa. Like, just guilt, guilt, guilt is is like this word that I hear constantly. And it makes me so sad because, you know, food's not meant to be that way. Food's meant to be enjoyed. Food is meant to nourish your body. Food is meant to, you know, help you feel good, help you be strong, all that kind of stuff. And so I mean, like, I'm going off on a tangent here, but that's that's why I love what I do, because I love that I can, you know, show these women that there is another way, that you don't have to view food the way that the diet culture industry has, you know, made us view food and made us be afraid of food and afraid of carbs and uh, afraid of this and afraid of that. And it's just this exhausting cycle. And that is, you know, what I am here to help people break. So, I mean, all that tangent to say, um, I really think that when we can start to remove that guilt and that negative feeling when we do emotionally eat, I think that that's going to really, really help further episodes of that. Um, and it's going to really just change your mindset around food. And now it does take a lot of work and it does take, you know, practice and it takes having someone hold you accountable to um, shifting your mindset on certain things and reminding you of certain things. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to kind of explain to you an exercise that I want you to do the if you if you are someone who finds yourself like emotionally eating quite often um, I want you to try this exercise because this is like a really great way to start changing your experience with food your thoughts around food um, and just kind of just change the trajectory of your nutrition journey so I'm going to start off by saying that I was actually really um, feeling called to talk about this because of an encounter that I had with one of my clients who um, we actually just started on our journey together and she was just so amazing and bold to tell me about a time where she emotionally ate recently and you know she just found out some bad news and decided to go have some ice cream and it was something that she was feeling guilt around and 
you know, she had mentioned that all day she'd been craving something sweet, but she'd been trying to be really good and she'd been trying to, you know, kind of suppress that craving and, you know, cue bad news. Then, you know, her, her mind went directly to wanting that comfort food and wanting to, you know, curb that craving, I guess. And I'm actually going to talk about cravings and what to do in a second here. But first, I'm going to explain to you the the exercise that I had her do. And um, I think that it's going to be really, really eye opening. So the first thing that you should do if you are an emotional eater is I want you to, number one, write down what food do you turn to when you're stressed or emotional, like literally make a list of, you know, your quote unquote go-tos. Identifying your own personal signs is really, really important. So if you, you know, if you have that list of all the foods that you go to when you're emotional eating, you can then start to, you know, as we go on with with the steps that I'm going to talk about in a second, you, you can just be that much more aware of them because you know what foods are what you go to when you're emotional. So That's the first thing you're going to do. The second thing you're going to do is identify the emotion that leads you to eating these. So are you bored? Are you sad? Are you anxious? Are you mad? Etc. Naming the feeling, as cheesy as it might sound, it can actually be really, really helpful in helping you break the cycle of emotional eating. Then the next thing you're going to do, number three, is once you've written down what you're feeling, I want you to then write down what made you feel like that in the first place. So did you feel sad or angry because of a bad day at work was it because of a fight with your significant other was it something that your your kid did um etc so i know that that again might seem silly but being able to uncover what causes that stress and emotion can really help you um in then removing it from your life or just choosing a different response because let's be honest we can't change every bad thing that happens to us in a day we can't change every single stressor in our life but we can choose different responses um so this is what brings me to number four is um this is where we find an alternative to eating when you're emotional or stressed so what makes you happy what is something that's doable and realistic that you could do the next time you feel stressed then I want you to take those things, make another list and write those down where you can see them. Um, Like literally label it alternatives. Like that is you want to put it where you can see it, maybe likely in the kitchen. So next time you want to reach for that like giant tub of ice cream or giant chip bag, you can try one of those alternative ideas instead. And what this is going to do is it's going to help interrupt that cycle of stress or emotion directly leading to eating. Even if you try one of those alternative ideas and you still want that food, you're you're at least interrupting that cycle by one step. And the more you can do that, maybe after five times of, you know, doing that alternative idea, maybe then you're not going to go to food afterwards. Maybe that that craving or that that need for food is going to go away and it's not this is where patience comes in this is not going to be it's not going to be something that's going to happen right away um but the more you can practice it the more success that you're going to have and you know so this brings me to talking about craving so if you're craving something sweet for example 
I want you to honor that, but I want you to learn to honor it separate from the emotion. This is huge. When we can honor our cravings and not have it have any relation to that emotion that we're feeling, that's going to be really, really key for you. A, that's going to, you know, show your body that um, you trust it and you trust that craving and you know sometimes that you have to give into that and this is where I talk about I, I give my clients this tip about the the three thought rule and so what the three thought rule is is if you're you know you have your 24 hour period if a certain craving comes up three times I want you to honor it because if you don't honor it after that third time, it's going to start becoming an obsession. It's going to end up turning into a binge and it's going to end up just going right back to that cycle that I talked about. So do the three thought rule, then honor that craving, but honor it separate from the emotion. You ideally, you want to have honored that craving before you even got to getting the bad news or having that bad day at work. You know what I mean? And then another big thing that is like probably the biggest thing of this whole topic is don't beat yourself up when it happens. Um, Emotional eating is not something to feel guilty over. Like I said, it's going to happen. Um, The more that we feel guilt around it, the more it's going to happen. And so my goal for you that is if even you can change your reaction 50% of the time, that is still a huge win. And that's why I say try the alternative first. If you still go to the food after, at least you did something. This is, I'm so big on taking messy action over no action. We can sit there and walk through life and take no action and take the easy way out and just keep on keeping on because we're afraid to make change. We're afraid to go all in. Well, you don't always have to. You don't always have to make that giant ass big change. Sometimes it can be messy action. Sometimes it can be little tweaks here and there that over time lead to the bigger picture and lead to fixing the bigger picture, like using this alternative response. So you know, for example, with that, you you have a bad day at work. You just want to come home and, you know, grab a bag of chips. Look at that alternative list. Have your what makes you happy there. Maybe it's, you know what? I really like going for a walk. That's like a really big thing for my mental health. I love walking. Okay, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to even just get outside for five minutes and see if that helps. See if that helps boost my mood. See if that helps me not want to go to food. See if that helps me maybe choose a healthier alternative. It doesn't it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And that is what I'm so big on is, you know, something is always better than nothing. Messy action is always better than striving for perfection and then never hitting that perfection. You know what I mean? So truly what this all comes down to is just really actively doing things in your day to day to remove that guilt around food. I think so many food problems and so many like nutrition issues that people have um, with their relationship with food and stuff, it all comes down to our mindset and all comes down to how we view food. If we're constantly feeling guilt, if we're constantly feeling bad, if we're constantly, you know, worrying whether we overate or underate or ate too many carbs or, oh my God, did I have too much sugar today? Things like that. Like 
it's good to be mindful. It is a hundred percent good to be mindful and you want to have intention when it comes to your nutrition, but don't let that mindfulness and intention turn into guilt and turn into obsession. And that's just my biggest takeaway for you is to actively be intentional and aware with how you're viewing food. And if you can do that, I promise you that your emotional eating episodes are going to be less. Your issues with food are going to be less. Now, I'm not saying it, it it's easy. Like that's why my clients come to me. This is hard work and this is admitting that you need to do the hard work, but it is so worth it. Um you know, there was a time in my life where I would be afraid to go out to eat because I didn't know what was healthy on the menu and I would starve myself because it was, you know, better to starve myself than grab for the unhealthy option. You know what I mean? And it was just just this wild thought process that I had. And like I said, that is a thousand percent why I do what I do is because I've been there. I've been at the lowest of low when it comes to my mindset around nutrition. And I see the other side of it and I see how amazing it can be and how amazing it can feel to have that ultimate food freedom. And that doesn't mean allowing yourself to like eat chips 24-7, but it means allowing yourself to live in moderation and have that balance. And man, I promise you, like it is absolutely epic. It is like the most magical feeling. I wish I could bottle it up and like give it to people. Um, But I mean, that's what I try and do with my coaching. So if you are someone that struggles with this and, you know, you want a little bit of extra help, you want a little bit of extra knowledge and to have someone in your in your corner reminding you of all this stuff. Um, I am full for my one-on-one coaching right now, but I do have a wait list open for June 1st start dates, as well as I do have a 12-week group program where you get nutrition guidance, workouts, we have self-love challenges, we have workout challenges, like trainings every month, like all this super epic fun stuff, all in this community feel amongst other women in the same boat. And what's really, really great about it is that you can be at any level of fitness and be in this group. I have it set up so you, wherever you are in your journey, like this is for you and I can meet you exactly where you're at. So if that sounds like your jam, um, there is all the links in my show notes, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Linda underscore underscore Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, and let's chat. Um, I also have a free nutrition starter kit that is, like I said, 100% completely free. So if you're just not right, if you're not there right now where, you know, coaching is your jam and like investing in that is your jam, totally okay. Download this nutrition starter kit, get that basic information and, you know, there's some templates in there and just some really great actionable steps. Start with that. And then when you feel you've, you know, really nailed that and you want to move on to the next step, you know where to find me. But um, otherwise, I hope this episode was helpful for you. Please remember that food is meant to be enjoyed and, you know, you're really truly not meant to be at war with food or your body or anything like that. You are meant to, you know, be doing you and be living your best life, being your best self, striving, you know, to, to be that better version of you. So 
Don't let anyone or anything tell you any different. But otherwise, I will see you back here in not next week, but the week after. And have a good one.